Hi, I'm Sean Sampson. I'm president and CEO of EV Nickel, a Toronto-based nickel exploration and development company with assets in Northern Ontario. I can see, Sean, uh, it's been been a while, Um, but you've just come off the back of um, PDAC this week. I mean, what was the mood, the sentiment uh, there? Uh, The mood was good. You know, the big number everybody focuses on is what was the attendance. And I think the attendance is beginning to get back to the pre-pandemic levels, definitely not the the highest. Uh, But across the group, in terms of sort of everyone who's there, and of course, PDAC is lots of different groups all together, right? It's the companies, the financial community. Um, plus, it is uh, government pays attention to mining for a week every year. And then uh, local communities, the First Nations are there. But very importantly for my business as well, the car companies and the OEMs had a pretty significant presence. So I was busy in, in meetings throughout the week, um, away from the floor with all of those groups. It's a wonderful opportunity to have everybody there, in addition to your suppliers. Uh, but I think the sentiment, Matt, was, was pretty good. Uh, and the real focus this year was battery metals. And, uh, and securing critical metals, especially from the Canadian context, close to home. Oh, I, I, I meant to that. That's, that's what we've heard from you know, Cape Town, Perth, um, Miami, um, pressure metal guys feeling a little bit unloved at the moment because uh, battery metals is where it's at. Now, we, we talked in the past, obviously, about you know, high-grade versus large-scale, uh, and I'm sure we'll touch upon it again today. But obviously, you put out the maiden resource on, on the Carling, um, uh, Carling uh, A-Zone Um Give us give us those, some of those numbers, and we can start to see some. Of, and I'll then want to sort of dig into you know what you were doing last year, which is sort of driving into this year. So, maiden resource updates, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, my business, of course, you know, we do things that we're able to talk about them six to nine months later. So, this is the drill results, the pulling all the data together from last summer's drilling, and on the large scale resource, we started with the A zone, as we call it, up on the Car Lang. So that's the northeastern part of our property. The car lane trend goes for 10 kilometers. We know it's contiguous for 10 kilometers because of historic grab samples, historic drilling up and down. So we know the thing well. We know it goes 10K. The the mineralization comes to surface, so we were able to do grab samples. So it's a wonderful, minimal overburden deposit. We drilled the first 1.4K of it. We conservatively say it's 20%. And we came out with a combination between indicated and inferred about a billion tons at 0.24, 0.25. So there was a high grade in that, but really we got our our target, which was let's drill the first part of it and let's see if we can identify across those two categories more than a billion tons. And what that gets us is 2.4 million tons contained across the two categories, which is a big material number. And it, it equates to, I like to refer to it in EVs, equates to 37 million uh, EV batteries that contained nickel in the ground. And it's it's something big and it puts us on the board. But the really interesting thing from my perspective is it's only the first fit. So if you 5X that based on the historical grab samples and drilling up the trend, then it becomes very, very material. Um, so we're excited that we're driving forward with that large scale. Uh, and again, Matt, that was from the work we did last year. So you know, last year it was frothy, tricky markets. We were heads down doing the work and and now we're talking about it. So we're great. We're excited to get out the door with this huge resource. Okay. Right. Wait, was, was a good point, right? So you, you're, you know, here, here's, here's the thing I've been asking companies about, and I, which I think is really important to understand is last year kind of terrified a few uh, management companies. They kind of segued and flipped and flopped between, you know, strategies. They felt 
you know, they needed to change. Some some people said flipping from gold to lithium, you know, re- really was a terrifying environment in which to operate. And if you're able to raise money and you're able to raise it efficiently, you know, you did quite well. Um, people kind of came late to the party, found that the money was expensive and they didn't want to dilute shareholders. So they're looking at alternative financing, um, people looking at alternative strategies. So it, it was kind of messy. What were you were learning from last year that I sort of have may have affected your strategy for this year, if any? Yeah. So last year we were lucky in that we were able to raise the money we needed to do the work we wanted to do. So we, we stayed on our schedule, we stayed on our work plan, um, which, and it, maybe it's the simplicity of management, um, but you know, we we say we're going to do something, we take the funds, and then we we go and do it. Um, so that's that's sort of how we follow along our track. Because what we're trying to do is figure out if we have nickel businesses up in the Shaw Dome in this high grade and the large scale, and there's very clearly things you need to do to get those into production, and we we are doing them. So we continued Matt down those paths uh, on those assets. In terms of like what I picked up and what I learned, I, I, I realized that I, I think there's real value in the market of being able to <clears throat> say you're going to do something and then going and doing it. So we are continuing with that pattern. Uh, and that's what we're talking about now is our work from last year. Uh, similarly, went on our other part, on our high grade down in the W4, it's of the drilling we did last year and then follow on drilling at the beginning of this year, which we'll soon be talking about assays from that work. So we're just continuing down the path. And, and what I learned was, you know, just head down, keep the work going. Um, and and we'll see where the sort of market takes us. And, and I think that within the overall market, like the most important thing to a guy who runs a company is his individual reaction with the market and whether he's able to uh, raise the funds to do the work he wants to do. And and last year we were able to do that wherever it comes from because I noticed you've also seen um, the Ontario government is also stuck in half a million bucks half a million bucks uh, into the project as well non dilutive yeah that was that was a big announcement for us this week so that's I, I talk about our two areas of mineralization or our two sort of tracks our, our high grade and our low grade but alongside that we're doing a bunch of work in the lab on RFD uh, around what we call clean nickel that's our trademark term and there's two areas we're doing work there it's on uh, potential for bioleaching, where that'll attach itself to the high grade we anticipate, where nearby our high grade mineralization, there's a, a permitted operating mill, which will would produce a high grade concentrate. And instead of sending that off to a refiner, like every other operation does in, in Ontario, we are trying to figure out if, if bioleaching in vats could work at that plant. And then that would be really neat because it would allow us to produce nickel sulfate or whatever the end product the customers want, right at our site. That turns on government, uh, really excites the car companies, and, and that's what the provincial government Ontario invested in by giving us the half million bucks to do work on that, the bioleaching, and continue with our work on the carbon capture. That's really attached to the large scale. So we're doing a lot of work in the lab. Almost all of it's going to be covered now by government money. It has been that way in the past, but we're really supercharging the size of it. And we have a hugely support of both levels of government, both provincial and federal. Uh, I anticipate we'll have future announcements on the federal front, but both governments are very excited to figure out how they can help these companies along get the critical minerals out into production. And a big part of it, of course, is going to be how do you rethink the thing? Because we can just continue to do the same thing over and over or we can be innovating. So the money I got this week 
the half billion dollars was from the province's new Critical Minerals Innovation Fund. We got the max, we got a half billion, and they're very excited to see where we're going. And they're actually very involved in the project. So I had multiple meetings this week with Ontario ministers. Um, they know what we're doing. They know what we want to do and where we're headed. And they're hugely supportive. And they get along very well from the perspective of my project uh, with the federal level as well. See, I'm fascinated by that. This bit of the conversation is is kind of differentiated, right? So there's a um, figure which I've, I've been putting out and banging on about for the, for the last year, which is saying that if you if you kind of combine all of the mining companies from BHP down to the smallest explorer um, and you combine them into one entity, it would be 50% of the size of Apple, one technology company, right? It's a very important sector in our own minds. And we are very, uh, you know, w- the world depends on us in our own minds. But the reality is we're tiny. There's a tiny sector here. And we don't realize and are unable to recognize the, the value, and I'm talking monetary value, um, to to the world, right? And I'm just wondering what needs to change. And you've you've hit upon something here, which has got you half a million bucks, which is okay, clean nickel TM, and we've seen net zero TM, and we've seen a lot, few companies start to try and create brands to help communicate more uh, clearly what it is that you do or can or can do in terms of contribution. But do you see was that an easier conversation because of that clean nickel TM? a trademark um, brand that you, you've got? Did people sort of uh, leap on that just because as the kind of green thematic more broadly is going on? Or were you able to have different sorts of conversations? Yeah, quite frankly, as a nickel miner. Yeah, well, I, I think having the brand or having the, the umbrella helps us tie the thing together, right? Um, we are, we're an industry that's, I, I'm, I'm not one of them, but perhaps I have one foot in the technical world. We, we have uh, tremendous brains focused on getting metal out of the ground and off to customers. And we have uh, innovation within that world. Um, but, and even within my team, I have tremendous expertise in these areas. Uh, but pulling it all together and being able to talk about it um, cogently and concisely with, with government, um, especially, that's, that, that I think there's something to it. And we've had great success perhaps because of our underlying ideas, but also I think we we do as much as we can of trying to pull those ideas together and present them in sort of manageable packages uh, up to the government level. Because this is a big part of innovation, right? It's you, you've got the guys working on the ideas and surely within our industry, we are continuously adapting, especially you see it when the industry needs to adapt to price changes, right? We have an interesting thing in our commodity business where we're talking about assets that can be investments for decades, yet within those decades, you need to experience uncontrollable swings in your top line, right? That leads to innovation in the mining business, really driven by price, right? What's happened to the market. Uh, what is now happening is with the focus on carbon, uh, you've got another angle coming at the industry. And the industry will adapt and innovate, um, and we certainly are, because we're going to have this new focus with it's not just what cash cost can you get the product out at? Will that be below where the market happens to be trading for the product when you sell it at the time? But also, how can you do it with the lowest possible carbon cost? So what that does is it raises the bar of expectation. I think, and I say this continuously, the mining business, the supply side has been behind on that adaptation. But within the mining business, we do genuinely have innovators because for generations, We've been forced to innovate 
because of again the swings in the top line swings in in uh, in price so it's a thing for our business I, I think we've got the brains we've got the ideas obviously that's a huge part on the race for talent trying to get people in who will help us rethink in our business but i think the combination of new pressure with carbon costs being an additional focus uh plus you have this urgency from across the government level um wanting to invest in the space and they know what they think innovation looks like and back to your question matt about like does tying it all together under clean nickel help sure i think it does especially with government and also i think with investors as well because um i hear a lot of people asking me about our clean nickel work which is refreshing right because it it means it's away from just the drilling and studies and how quickly can you make that a mine because what we are doing is genuinely something different and trying to attract trying to attract the people that will attack those problems which are from the dual front it's not just price it's also going to be what we can do on carbon yeah i, I, I think it's interesting times uh, indeed and may, may, maybe miners like or like you like yourselves can i don't know just help people make Mining and investing in mining and more more accessible. I'll give, give you an example. Like we had recently, where um, you know had, had a group talking about improving battery efficiencies, and they started talking about adding nitrogen and lithium um, to hydrogen rather than sulfur and carbon. And 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 everyone just kind of glazed over. Said, what are you talking about? And then someone came up with the phrase, "Oh, everlasting batteries." Okay, I understand that. I can understand the benefit of that, okay. right? So, and that's I think that's what you've done, and that's why I kind of last on to. I just kind of like that thought of. Um, the, the 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 clean nickel and what you're doing there, but look back 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 to more mundane things like like finding nickel underground, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because pa- packaging is one thing, and you know that can give you you know premium pricing um, in in the market, which which could be um, quite interesting and in, in, indeed for the audiences you talked about. Um, you, finding finding nickel underground is, is good, but you need to kind of go back to doing the same thing that other miners do. Is you kind of got to get that. Um, you know, permission to do so. You mentioned some of them earlier. First Nations is a big part of this. We're seeing a lot of that in in Canada. It was big focus at the beginning of last year, but the reality is that that hasn't changed. So, why why did you mention them now and, and so early early in the process? Well, they're they're with us from the beginning, right? So we're trying to do business and build a business in an area for which there's a very active, uh, you know, actual community. One of the great things about being within 50 kilometers of Timmins is that you can draw on that city uh but also you they're partnered with you from the beginning so we have our our local municipality uh plus we have the first nations groups with whom they need to be partnered all the way right they're consulted at each of the stages of development so all this drilling that we've done you know they've known about and we've conversed with them on all of that from the beginning so i i mentioned it because (laughs) they're all down in toronto for pdac uh, we meet with them and uh, we partner with them all along. The great thing for us in um, our area is that there are is one of the most prolific gold mining areas in the world. So when we meet with our First Nations, they are further ahead than we are on what the agreements are meant to look like. And we just sort of tuck right in with things that have already been um, negotiated and settled. And majority of people around the table actually representing their nation uh, work in the mining business. So it's a nice setup. Um, but they are very clearly uh, partnered with us from the beginning. 
and and they're they're very well where we are located. It's one of our real benefits uh, where we are located that the First Nations are, are very attuned to the stages of mine, mining development. And uh, they partner with us as early as they can. Right. Okay. So you've seen a nice little uptick recently in the last few yep. weeks, right? Um, before that last year, let's say very difficult for everyone, uh, all, all concerned. So we've we've talked kind of around all of the other kind of moving parts, but in terms of where you think people should be looking to give you the credit or the value that you think you deserve in this thing, because obviously market cap is where it's at. Share price has had a little little bump recently, which which is great. But the reality is, this has got a long ways to go. You've got your, you've, you, obviously, you've got the first maiden resource in. You've indicated potentially, well, maybe this could be five, five times bigger. But what is important for people to look at? What should they be giving you credit for? Yeah, so we've had a little bump, but we're still sort of miles from a proper valuation. And I know everyone says that, but it is pretty stunning when you compare our equity valuation to the market valuation of other either companies that just have the large scale. So for example, the the most obvious comparable up in the Timmins camp is the hugely successful Canada Nickel. So now we've come out with our Carlang resource. It's the first 20%. Uh, it's contiguous for 10 kilometers. Um, it's smaller than the Crawford resource, which is bolted on with Crawford East, which is a couple kilometers away, but they're done on their exploration on that combination. We have 10 kilometers. We've only done the first 20% plus resource to resource. And when I get into this detail at the broker, uh, with the broker analysts, they realize the, the overburden issue is a big deal. So on top of Canada Nichols Crawford, there's about 40 meters of overburden. Ours comes to surface. So I, I think we compare very favorably to them on like what we actually have on just our large scale. And we trade for less than 5% of their equity value. So that's even before we get to my high grade mineralization, which again is the type of grade at 1% or better within 500 meters of surface, which usually becomes a mine, right? So I've got these two tracks. Even if you just value my, my large scale, I trade at sort of 5% or less of what Canada Nichols value is. They're a little ahead of us, 18, 24 months, but there's still this huge valuation disconnect. So, um, it's a tricky thing when you're talking about sort of micro caps like mine about valuation comps, but no matter how you cut it, if you compare us to a few other players in our space, we seem to, despite this little bump, we have a long way to go to getting up closer to a fair value. Right. And then and there, therein lies the challenge because you, you've got to do stuff. Yes. So you kind of cat play that catch up, right? And obviously raising money in environment like now will feel very expensive. You've got two choices to say, well, it feels expensive now, but if it depends what we do with it, it can it can raise three times, five times the value. Or uh -huh. you say, I got to wait for the market. And by that, I mean, maybe nickel price and sentiment in the broader market to, you know, re reset as work, recalibrate, and then I'll go again. So how do you time it? So uh, we're going to continue doing the thing we said we're going to do, which is we've got a number of deliverables. We're going to deliver on those and then we'll find out what we do next. So we're going to follow, continue with that pattern. We're not raising money right now. Uh, I have a million and a half dollars in the bank. We're, we're done drilling. We're working now on the studies. So my next thing will be to come out with output from the clean nickel work, which is very interesting, but then also a new resource on our high grade. So on the W4. So we have very clear deliverables over the first half of this year. Uh, we've got the money in the bank to be able to do that work. 
um, and that's where our focus is. So we, no intention to be raising at you know this level. We're in no we're in no race to be raising. Um, obviously, with the bump and you know the way the financial markets work, there's all kinds of folks excited to you know come in and help us along on that front. But we continue to be heads down on the work, looking to deliver, uh, and then we hope that once that gets out in the market. Uh, we'll begin to talk. We'll begin to narrow this valuation gap that I was just talking. About. Right? Are you not tempted? I mean, I, I said like a lot, a lot of companies have found it very uh, frustrating, and they have been tempted by alternative financing. And by, by the way, the number of companies come on and say, "I'm not going to raise," and then two days later they raise, like <laughs> quite annoying. Um, so there's royalty companies are sniffing around because in times like this, when there's not a lot of capital around, they 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 do quite well out of it. You've got um, funding at asset level versus you know pop co level. You've got you've got lots of you know convertibles and stuff like that. You've got lots of alternatives available to you, but you you're doggedly determined to remain in control and not give away future upside. Are you? Uh, sure, I I am. Uh, a couple things on that. One, I, I will raise again, Matt. But that's that is. I mean, I'm like a, now. I mean, like now, because you've indicated no, that you've got will. no money for now. No, it will. Yeah, will not. We just say a couple of days. That will not be the case. Okay. Um. <laughs> No, but in terms of bringing people in either on the asset level, so to be very clear, the thing I'm talking about with the large scale is not the sort of thing that's done by a company my size. So uh, either something's got a budge there. I would like to think I'm no longer a company of my size, uh, but even then you've seen the success with a company like uh, Canada Nickel partnering with Anglo. So we're talking to all the majors about our large scale because putting up the resource that we put up uh, really opens people's eyes. So, in terms of you know uh, something different than vanilla equity straight into my company, um, that could be of interest. Something on the asset level, on the large scale, because again, that is not the sort of thing that gets done by a little venture company like mine, you know, through to production. So we're looking at that with with majors. Plus, um, it's the sort of thing that attracts private equity and other sort of financing groups. And then, of course, we also have a big part of this week was meeting with car companies, right, who are excited about my high grade because I say three to four years production for the high grade. And that becomes a nice little defined, uh, traceable uh, nickel product where the line is seven kilometers away, I hope, from the processing. That's of interest to the car companies. So in terms of doing something different than just basic vanilla, we're running down many paths um, and those are options open to us. But, but again, our, our real focus is delivering on the things we said we were going to do. And I spend as much time as I can up in our community, with our communities, uh, and with our team up there advancing things along, really hoping to sort of mine the ground, not spending all my time mining the market. So um, that's the sort of work that I spend my time on. Well, look, Sean, it's good, it's good to catch up with you. I think 2023 was hopefully set to be a, a good year for the beginning of this super cycle people to keep talking about and battery metals are, are the beneficiaries of that for sure it, it, it feels like so like stay, stay in touch let us know how you get on um and we'll uh speak to you soon super thanks pat